Uh, Bush and Richie here with another barnstorming hometime show for you. But before we get going, uh, Richie's got a little bit of intel on a new product that we've got out. It is. It's a bit of a consumer review. As you will know by listening to the Hometime Podcast, we have new branded merchandise that is slowly going to be making its way out into the market. And that is the Hometime Face Masks. Yeah, they've got uh, the Hometime Show logo and Absolute Radio on each cheek. Uh, now, obviously, you would imagine that Bush and I do have uh, a pair each. Yeah. Uh, but what I have decided so far is not to use it. Uh, that's because I felt it would be somewhat egotistical to go out of the house with my own name covering my face. Do you know what? That's absolutely right. I felt exactly the same thing the other day. I was like, can I put this on? Or is this just like, I don't know, self-advertising a little bit? Uh, however, uh, due to the fact that I am rather conscious about my face mask, so I wash them at the end of every day to make sure they're clean and, and functioning uh, before I head out the next day. Wow. Do you not do that? No. Oh. <laughs> I've never done it. I believe they're rendered useless if you don't wash them each day. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow, OK. Just a, anyway. that's, uh, that's a good bit of advice, though. Yeah. So yeah. I washed mine, Yeah. Um, but it meant this morning I didn't have a clean one ready to go, so the only one left in the house was the branded one. So I went out with the hometown face mask on today. And what was, what was your kind of feeling with it? Was I have it good? to say, I felt like a king. Fantastic. Well, that's good. It's good they to hear. They are of the highest quality. They are of the highest quality, and if you are listening to this show, which well, obviously you are by listening to this podcast, we're going to be giving some away on tomorrow's show, and maybe for the jukebox on Friday as well. Who knows? Defo. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. So, a lot going on on today's show. A lot of people, us included, are waiting to see what happens with the American election. They're still carrying the votes. Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, places like that. It's very close to call. 94 million people have voted by postal vote yeah. for this election, which is a record. That's a lot of... Um, you one, you two, you three, you four, you ten. <laughs> and that thing where you lick your finger and <laughs> yeah. stuff like that as well. I want you to wonder over in America if they've got... You know, like we have over here, uh, Sandra from Blythe West, <laughs> running along with a box, trying to get the, the, the vote in first. Uh, but we thought, right... Since we're all waiting for votes to come in and that, uh, let's get in, let's get all get involved with the counting side of things. Count something that's near you right now or, or something that's going in your life today to give us an idea about how your day is going so far. Have you, can you count something for us today, Richie? Yeah, I on? can. I can count something today. That it's kind of near me right now because it's the feeling that is very present right now. I'm going to count three steamed pork buns. Steamed pork buns? <laughs> that's what I had at lunchtime. Ooh. Went to a little dim sum place at lunchtime just before, like, you know, things down for a bit yeah I thought oh well, let's, last let's... bit of dim sum <laughs> a little bit of dim sum <laughs> well I didn't have a little bit did I three steamed pork buns they, I've never they're, had one are they mate, good yeah they're great they're Ooh. really good and they're sat right here yeah just right here gone nowhere near digesting yet. Do you dunk them in anything, the dim sum steam bun? Uh, you've got the, uh, what's that sort of like, pork, pork, porky sauce? That sounds <laughs> right. That sounds awful. <laughs> I think I saw them at Reading 93. <laughs> for me, it'd probably be two, which is two appointments that I've mucked up so far this week. Oh, what? Went to the wrong day for my haircut. Good work. Went to Monday, it was actually on Tuesday. Turned up then to go and get my flu jab and I hadn't booked it in at all <laughs> and was asked to leave boots. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, asked, I said to him, can't you just do me now? Like, now? Doesn't work like that, does it? doesn't work like that, no. no. They said as, as much. Sandra told me as much. I need go. the serum. 
That's it. Was the, I think the mention of government and serum was in the chat. <laughs> that was it. So, what are you counting? What can you count in front of you right now? What, what what's counting in your life? Then we can measure how life is going, can't we? It is simple as that. Mike Parkin in Swansea says, "I'm currently counting the cars in front of me in this traffic." Oh dearie me! It's all clogged up on the roads in Swansea this afternoon. But what are you counting as the count goes on in the states? We want to find out what you're counting. We're thinking it will give us a bit of a bit of an into what's going on in your life this afternoon. Yeah, let us know how you're getting on. Layla says, carrying five squirrels in my back garden fence. They're sat on the fence whilst I'm washing the dishes. Sounds beautifully peaceful. Uh, it does. Uh, Russell says, uh, he's got a cup of tea. Send us a photo. Cup of tea, five chocolate digestives on the arm of his settee. With one cup of tea? With one cup of tea. Don't know about you, Bush. I think that is possibly two and a half too many. It is. It's excessive. And that's a big thing for us to say that. Uh, we've got Daryl on the line right now. Daryl, uh, tell us something that you're counting. I'm counting bus photos to put on a website for a friend that does the model bus drawing. Oh, this sounds like my scene. I was going to say, sounds right in Richie's ballpark. <laughs> so, h- how many how many pictures have you got to upload for your friend's model bus drawing website? 1,284, and I'm on 867. Oh, my word. Can we just drill down a little bit into the website? Um, a model bus drawing <laughs> website. So, they're drawings of model buses. Yes, what it is, is drawings of actual buses, and what the modellers do is they purchase the drawings and then scratch build their own models. Oh, okay. So this is a little bit like back in the day, my mum used to like make clothes when I was a kid. You'd buy like the pattern that you put on tracing paper and cut around it, then modellers can do the same thing. Exactly, yes. Okay, so you're counting all that. How long is it going to take for you to get it done? When are we going to get your results through, Daryl? Oh, uh, probably in three weeks' time. (laughs) (laughs) Might be quicker than the States. (laughs) Yeah, probably, yeah. Brilliant. Good to speak to you, ma'am. Simon in Norfolk says, I am counting down the days to my state pension. 35 days left. I'm an old rocker growing old disgracefully. You know what? I can't wait to retire and get pensioned. Love the idea of it. Love the idea of it. What is your going to... Do you have any idea what your, like, old person wear is going to be? Like, whether you're going to be, like... One of those old people with like smart old person or, or an old person with a you know tracksuit and a flat every cap. day, every day during lockdown one, I got up, I showered, I dressed properly. Yeah. So I anticipate that as an old gentleman, I will be putting on some you know proper slacks, maybe shirt and tie. Really, oh, For yeah. me, I'll be the direct opposite. I think I'm going to be head to toe Lonsdale. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, Stu in Devon says, Bush and Richie, number of kitchens I need to cut out before I go home. Thirteen. Thirteen kitchens. One would be enough, but 13, and it's an unlucky number. Uh, Richie, in Manchester, you've got a fine name, sir. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> uh, do you ever have the same situa- situation that Richie does where people put a T into the middle of his name when they spell it? Other Richie? Oh, no, I go mad when someone spells my name with a T in it. I hate it, I hate it. Would you spell Richard with a T? No, you wouldn't. So why would you put a T in a Richie? <laughs> you don't put a T in a Richie. You do not put a T in a Richie. <laughs> Title of my autobiography. <laughs> um, what are you counting, Richie? I'm counting the parquet floor that... That I'm laying, and I seem to be on my, like, my 999 piece of flooring. Wow, it, it, it can drive you mad that lots of little tiny pieces, a lot quite painful on the old knees, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, really bad on the knees. How many of your knees are dead? You've <laughs> laid 999 pieces of parquet. Well, I, I'd like to say none of them, but they're both dead. They're both gone. <laughs> they're both gone. <laughs> Hang yeah. in there, man. For, well, we, have you got Absolute Radio on in the background, obviously? Of course, of course. I never fail to have. Good lad. We'll get you through this. We can do this together. 
fantastic. Home time with Bush and Richie. A stressful morning for me today. Went around a very posh shop with a toddler. Why Sounds like you, a dream. Why would you do that, Rich? Why would you do it? Uh, so the shopping uh, shopping question, end of Carnaby Street in uh, in Soho in London. It's called Liberty. You may or may not have heard of it. Very posh. Uh, it's got a Christmas store that is open maybe a couple of months before Christmas. Uh, and what with things being shut from tomorrow onwards uh-huh. for a little bit, it was my wife's great idea to take the last chance to go and have a look uh, before we couldn't for a few weeks with a toddler. Uh, so walking round that today, no, I don't know how how much normally you would willingly pay for a bauble. How much would you normally pay for a bauble for your Christmas tree? Like a quid, one pound fifty. That's about fair, yeah. Yeah, thirty-five quid. What? <laughs> no. Wow. I know. I know that there's a thing recently where people are getting like uh, one posh bauble a year and add into their collection. Yeah. But but thirty-five pounds for a bauble. Some of them very very expensive. And what a load of baubles. At, uh, <laughs> I'll see what you've done. Wait. It's toddler height as you're walking around. He's like he goes oh. Oh, look, tiger! And starts to go over and touch it. It's a ceramic tiger. No, 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 don't touch that. Please do not touch that. No, 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 no. Then starts charging off in another direction. One of those kind of like Christmassy toy soldier things. Oh, dear. Oh, look, soldier. No, don't go over. Leave the soldier alone. Please leave the soldier alone. I'm starting to like sweat. There's patches on my T-shirt and it's cold in there. I'm panicking even thinking about it. Exactly. And then he sees this reindeer. He goes, oh, daddy, look, reindeer. I think, okay, go over and see the reindeer. He starts stroking it. Oh, no, no, don't do that, please. Come on, you just had sticky rice in the dim sum shop. Yeah. And the old porky sauce. Porky sauce. <laughs> Get yourself some porky sauce. Leave the reindeer alone. Come on. He leaves the reindeer alone as it wobbles. Oh, dear. But it doesn't fall, thankfully. Thankfully, it didn't fall. £595 was the price tag on that, as I saw it. Wow, what? How much can you spend on one seasonal thing? That's going to go back in the shed, isn't it? We were nearly in there. We were probably in there for about 10 minutes, and we nearly lost our mortgage <laughs> in, in, in breakages. It's weird because we went around with our do you remember we went around yeah. the, our, my family and your family yeah. about a year well a year ago yeah. uh, but obviously uh, Rocco was just in the buggy and then Thea was was in a sling yeah. so uh, Rocco even back then was was trying to grab stuff from the seat now he's loose <laughs> yeah. so it's even more of a risk isn't so it so thankfully we escaped without having to pay for any breakages because we didn't break anything but it did get me wondering about that you know it, it was a very fine line so what happened to you what happened to you in case of breakages did you have to front up and pay for something uh-huh. were you allowed were you let off or did you do the runner did you did you break <laughs> something look around and think let's get out of here we'll give you diplomatic immunity as well if you do admit it on the show absolutely you'll be absolved so breakage stories please uh, are, we, are we going to include scratching and scratches in this in this list I think we should yeah so it's easier basically you know breakages or damage yeah. well I kind of as I have mentioned on, on home time before um, it was about a month ago now I managed to scrape the entire top of our VW transporter van by getting wedged in the uh, entrance to the Brentwood NCP car park <laughs> now did you actually report that to Brentwood Council because obviously you've damaged their entry bollard. Well, the little fella in there, right, he, ke- he came out, he saw that I was stuck, and then he just went straight back in his room again. So he turned a blind eye. He did. You were lucky on that count. I had to let the tyres down and a stranger sat in the back <laughs> so that we could get back out again. Uh, John says, I once accidentally reversed into a neighbour's car, <gasps> destroyed a light cluster on his, but only a small scratch on mine. I was 18. He kindly paid for it to be fixed wow. and then let me pay him in stages. 
insurance. That's all right. No insurance claims. Oddly, though, he stopped parking outside my <laughs> flat after that. Learned a lesson. Sally's hanging on. What happened to you, Sally? Um, well, I was about five years old and had uh, wandered away from my parents in uh, a habitat in Bromley and I'd found this very nice sort of handle thing to, 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 to bar to swing on. So I was happily swinging away on it, not appreciating that the curtain backdrop was actually the window display. <gasps> oh, no. And, yeah, I, I, I literally knocked down an entire display um, of China. <laughs> um, and then sort of meekly sort of scurried away from that. But my mum was the other side of the store sort of laughing away because they obviously was a loud crash. And um, then discovered I was missing. <laughs> so. Wow. Do you know, what is the rule with that? If a kid smashes something by accident in a shop, are you, are you expected to pay for it or because it's a kid? To, like, what is, what's the deal? I, I think they were very reasonable, actually. I, I know I got into a lot of trouble and my bottom hurt, so <laughs> <laughs> I, I got a, a, a swift smack for that one. You were allowed in those days. But um, no, I don't think they paid at all, but we never went back there. <laughs> Obviously, only a little bit of time has passed. Uh, you know, I'm sure, Sally. But <laughs> you're too kind. Yeah. <laughs> what is, what was the store that you've never been able to go back to? Habitat. In which in which store? In in, in Bromley. Habitat in Bromley. I don't, if, I don't know if it's still there, actually. It, it, well, I'm sure it is with a very nice china display. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never take my kids in there. So. Cheers, good to speak to Way you. Way too embarrassing. Yeah, don't you guys. Good show, by take the way. Take care, Sally. Thank you. Bye. Take care. Mike in Enfield says, my daughter knocked a sculpture off a podium in an art shop in Cornwall. It broke and we had to pay £100. We took the broken sculpture home and glued his head back on. Then we tried to stand it up. We found that it could barely balance on its base. It must have been teetering there waiting for an unfortunate passerby to topple for ages. I'm fuming. <laughs> so there you go. If, if your kid knocks it over, you've got to pay. Uh, Glenn's been in touch. Uh, uh, about Sally, who was talking about the uh, the Bromley Habitat, where she had this incident She's with all the quite China. A stir, isn't she? Habitat went bust, been bought by Homebase, says Glenn. I hope they never got over the uh, the, the Bromley incident. <laughs> uh, this text here from Carolyn, astonishing. Valentine's season. John Lewis had a gorgeous display of champagne, Ooh. champagne flutes, chocolates, cookbooks. She says, I picked up a cookbook that was open on a stand to have a look. Put it back on the stand. The stand and the book toppled backwards into the £25 each champagne flutes. Hugh, an avalanche of broken glass and dismay. I made a move to stop more falling, but my bag caught the back <laughs> corner and more were lost. <laughs> Horrified shoppers stopped and stared. You could hear a pin drop. I apologised profusely and tried to help clear up, but I was ushered away in case I caused any more damage. Amazing. The manager was very kind and let me off. I think of him often and shop in John Lewis as often as I can. I got Darren on the line. Darren, what did you break? Oh well, it was I was um, travelling up the M1 a few years ago, and I was in a high van. My normal van was uh, in for a service, and a bucket fell off the back of a, another builder's wagon, um, and it bounced everywhere, but decided to hit the front of the little van I was in, and it shattered the bumper. So I um, a bit of creative work, and I stuck it all back together with glue and tape. Coloured it in and uh, handed the vehicle back in good order. Wow. <laughs> what did you use to colour it in with? What did you use? Charcoal. Uh, charcoal crayon. <laughs> <laughs> what, well, do you have to go and get a charcoal crayon for it? 
That's Amazing. incredible. Uh, what, what are the waterproof properties of charcoal? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't really care. I gave it back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, listen, I need help with this. The most mysterious thing keeps happening to me, and this is honestly for real. Let me explain. I cycle to and from Fenchurch Street Station to come to work. Not that keen on going on the tube at the moment. And it's about a four-mile trip each way. On the way home, each evening, at the exact same point in my cycle, and I cycle alongside the Thames, and you go under this bridge for a bit, and then always, when you come out from under the bridge, I can smell Parmesan cheese. (laughs) And it's like an overwhelming smell of Parmesan cheese. Not just like a, is that Parmesan? I'm not too sure. Unbelievable, overpowering smell of Parmesan cheese. At first I thought it's a one-off. Must Maybe someone's got some cheese in the car because yep. there's cars down the side of it. It's happened every single night this week and every single night last week as well. Wow. And if you follow us on Twitter at Absolute Radio, have a look. I've put a pin in the map so you can see exactly where it is. It's a phenomenon. I don't know what's going on. Can you explain why there would be an overwhelming, overpowering Parmesan cheese smell in central London? I love a mystery like this. It's a mystery. There has to be, in, in, in life, there has to be a rational answer for everything. Yes. Yes, there does. Um, so there has to be a reason for this. And it's not... So, I mean, you've obviously looked around and you haven't seen, like... Parmesan Boulevard or something or other. There's not like a a cheese shop or something you haven't noticed. And the other thing is as well, as we well know, uh, because we've been talking about Parmesan recently, we have a right laugh when the songs are on. Um, Unless you grate it, you can't smell it. Correct. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So someone's been at some Parmesan. You've said it's a four-mile cycle ride. Uh Uh-huh. That isn't the point every single day where you start to break sweat. No, it's not. That would okay. be horrendous. That <laughs> would be horrendous. Thank you for clarifying that. OK, all right. Well, Escobar says on Twitter, and he's drawn a circle on the map that I've put on there, yeah. he says, here is the huge hole where heavy machines are dropped into the crossrail tunnel. Could be cheese digging. <laughs> yes. There's a, there's a hole there. It, l- let me explain as well. It's a really weird bit of industrial... It's like an industrial kind of undergroundy bit of London. So mm. it's not like... I'm not cycling past shops or anything. No. It's like, a, it's like a subway tunnel that you've got traffic on one side, cycle lane on the other. There's nothing there. It's a mystery. I've had a look at this map that you've shared on the socials and I'm trying to do a little bit of detective work. At Absolute Radio, if you're on Twitter, have a look. Uh, the closest I can help with so far is I've found an Italian restaurant uh, just off Cannon Street. And maybe they are... <laughs> <laughs> grating parmesan on industrial levels in there. It, they, they're going to, um, I don't know, they'll be throwing money away if they're grating at that level that you can smell it down the road. <laughs> uh, a couple of people are saying that parmesan smell is sewage. No. I don't think so. It's the greatest cheese to grate. Excuse the pun. You wouldn't really do it with such gusto if it also smelled of sewage. Uh, Chris Watts says on Twitter, is that the corner where the Fenchurch Street Parmesan farm is situated? <laughs> yeah. I can't work out whether people are trying to help or not. If you have any form of insight on this, we'd love your suggestions. You can get in touch now, 8 12, 15. Uh, We have a lead. Rob, uh, give us the info. Well, I can't see the map at the moment, but I'm pretty sure if it's where he's speaking about, on the Thames there, there is a place where they collect rubbish um, and lots of big barges come along there and pick up rubbish. It's just the other side of that tunnel, actually on the side of the Thames. 
Okay, now, obviously, Rich and I are both big fans of Parmesan cheese. It's brilliant. If this evening you're telling me that we didn't realise that Parmesan cheese smells like river-based sewage and rubbish collection, that, that's quite a big game-changer. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't want to throw another shot at the Italian food market, but this is huge. It's not just river-based rubbish, I have to say. It's probably rubbish all collected from restaurants and things within London, and it's just the way they transport it out to the sea. It's all collected there by barges. Wow. This is really quite grim, if that, is, if that is the case. Wow. So it may not be cheese itself, it could just be accumulation of rotten food. OK, Rob, we're never going to buy Parmesan again <laughs> if this phone call goes on much longer. <laughs> that's, that's why you should put cheddar cheese on top of spag bowl. Yes, let's have a bit of that. <laughs> Back to the spag bowl. It's the root cause of every problem. <laughs> If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. That's the end of the podcast, pretty much it. One final thing, let's just go back to Richie's uh, face mask review from mm. the very, very beginning. Um, as a glasses-wearing fella, the big problem I've got at the moment is uh, face mask steaming up my glasses. What's the steam rating out of 10 for the Home Time Show face masks? I would say... Um... Okay, give me. If it's out of five, it's five good and one bad. Uh, Yeah. What's the scoring system? Five five is full on steam. Can't see anything. Just walked into a really cold uh, pub on a really cold night. That kind of thing. Have to take your glasses off. I would say two. That's not bad. That's good. Because they don't see all that well. Okay, brilliant. So (laughs) one of its defects is also one of its strengths. Okay, guys, ready for this? One, two, three, four. Bush and Richie's podcast. It is now over. Bush and Richie's podcast. It is now over. Let me hear you say. Bush and Richie's podcast. It is now over. Bush and Richie's podcast. It is now over. It's over. It's over. It's done.